At Parker, our purpose is simple. We want to make the world a better place. By working more efficiently. By using more sustainable practices. By developing better technologies. We keep moving forward. With each new idea, innovation, and partnership, we're one step closer to fulfilling our purpose every single day. To find out more, visit parker.com slash purpose. Parker, engineering your success. Everybody in your crew identifies as either Big Mac Burger, McNuggets, or McCrispy Sandwich, but you're the filet fish Sandwich all day. That crispy fish, that savory tartar sauce, that melty cheese, that pillowy bun. Yeah, you get it. Every time. And if you love the filet of fish right now you can catch two of the classics you love for just $6. Limited time only. Price and participation may vary. Cannot be combined with any other offer. Single item at regular price. Ba-da-ba-ba-ba. So tell me, can you look me in the eyes? No, I can't look you in the eyes. It's the Chats with Cats podcast. Rick, Dan and Mark streaming live. And we're back for another episode. Early days, early days. Don't know what that means, but that's a saying now. <laughs> early. Is that referring to it being the start of the episode? <laughs> Basically, yeah. I like that. It's dropping at 7am on back a Sunday. Back nine, boys. Back nine, back nine. <laughs> oh, don't don't want to jump the boat. Boys. Don't jump the boat. Don't. Hey, <laughs> I reckon you're scratching the wrong side of the couch. <laughs> that's right. Do you remember that? Yeah. I used to make up heaps of sayings and just keep saying them until they were in people's that heads. That sounds believable. Scratching the wrong side of the couch. Yeah. yeah. It's I good. believe that. Oh, we just see how many we can make up this episode. Oh, well. The most believable one. We if keep I saying. jump the boat, then you're definitely scratching the wrong side <laughs> of the couch. Uh, um, all right, I'm kicking us off. You ready? You ready? Yeah. yeah. You ready? I'm yeah. now early, yes. Okay, so part of the process with um, building a house, we left a few things that we didn't do with the builder. So there's, um, we did the pendant lights, which now you've seen. Above the counter and the one in the in the doorway in the entrance. Is this because you don't like what they've got in their plans, or is this just to be cheaper, or what uh, reason yeah. behind this? Yeah, Bit he- of both. Heaps expensive to do it through the builder. Okay, and it's just stupid. Like all they're doing is wiring up three extra bloody light points. Mm-hmm. My brother-in-law fitted them for me for free, and I got them for not a deal or anything, but I bought the ones that I wanted for cheaper than they would have supplied them. Anyway, when you're looking for this stuff, you have to go into light shops. Mm-hmm. Light shops are the worst shops. In the world. Why? Well, think about this. Think about it. Do you go into a light shop to check how bright the light is or do you go to look at the light fitting? I would think more just the style. Correct. Yeah. But what are you greeted with when you walk in the front door of a light shop? Fucking bright lights everywhere. And you walk around the shop and some of them they've got on sensors. So you're walking around this shop and it's like fucking strobe lights going off left, right and centre because the lights are going and they're changing and they're flicking and you're like, what the hell? It's just so such a scat experience. It's like a great way of getting your attention though. No, it's like a great way to trigger someone's epilepsy. <laughs> it's fucking terrible. So you go into this shop and all you want to do is check out the, the light fittings, right? You can look at them online, but it doesn't really give you a sense of what, you know, size, dimensions, mm-hmm. all that stuff. But the other thing is they're crammed so many fucking things into a, such a small place. Have you ever been to a light shop? Yeah, I have, yep, to buy just like a fluoro for work recently. Okay, yep. what were you greeted with? Thousands yeah, of fucking different things and you're just like, it's so confusing. It's like a compound mess though. Like you can't gauge what anything looks like. Absolutely, yeah. it's a mess. Mm-hmm. And then they've got like, you walk in there and you think, okay, 
this is going to be, you know, all the new modern stuff that people are buying. But then you walk in the front door and it's like stained glass light fittings from the 1970s. And you're like, why is this even here? This has no place here. Mm. It doesn't need to be here. Out of date. This needs to be on Facebook Marketplace. <laughs> Not in a fucking beacon lighting store. Oh, well, is that the one you went to? Oh, I don't know. All sorts of different Actually, lights. how many did you go to? Three? Four? Mm, that's a, that sounds like a sad I time. know, because you go into them and you're like so confused. You're like, I don't even know what I'm looking at here. To, for a layman's person right now, is there, if I go and want a light, is there any reason why I can't have it? Is it like, oh, no, you have to have this wide to have that particular light? Or is there... That's a good question. I don't know. I wouldn't have thought so. I think any of them you can fit. Yeah, okay. And then it's not just that. Then there's fans. Why are there fans in a light shop? Is it... Oh, this is a similar thing? Well, not at no, all, not. actually. No lights. <laughs> one of them blows wind and the other yeah. one turns a light on. So, anyway, my point is, you go into the shop. They should have a wall of globes so you can see, all right, that's the globe I want in that light. Is it compatible? Yes or no? Simple. Oh, yeah, because you get that issue too. So you've got, let's go and choose the fitting. What globe do you want in it? Check out. This whole thing of you, it's basically, if you went into a, what's something that you buy regularly? Supermarket. Oh, let's say um, mincemeat. All right. So instead of having a fridge just with mincemeat in it, they put, Chicken legs, mincemeat, turkey, pork, roast, this. And it's like all just crammed in, so fucking crammed in together that you've got no idea. You have to move stuff out of the way to get to the mincemeat. How would you feel? Yeah, fucking Fuck, annoyed. So annoyed. Light shops are the worst place and they're so bright. In the in a room, how bright do you normally have a room? Not well, very. This is in, in this podcast room, it's not even that bright. And we've got, what, four, four lights, five lights? Yeah. So they've got, what, this a thousand? Is, this is an anomaly, right? Yeah. You don't normally have this many lights on if you're watching TV in a room. You'll have a lamp on or you've got your little flickery lights or whatever. Mm. So different to real life. Mark, a light shop is not real life. It's fucked. I'm going to say that Mark hasn't been into a light shop because you haven't said a fucking word in three minutes. Mark, at, sorry, at 31 years old, Mark hasn't done a lot of things that adults do. <laughs> But he has done a lot of other things that adults haven't done. Yeah, that's true. I haven't been into a life. I'm waiting for this part to end, actually. <laughs> <laughs> All right. So, for normal people in our demographic of our audience, they'll know what I'm talking about if they've been into a light shop. Okay. Very frustrating. Very bad. No more light shops. All right. Uh, you have written down ringtones. Now, are we talking about now times or are we talking about over time? Over time, so if you remember back when you had your Nokia thirty Nokia Nokia thirty three ten, how cool was it when you got different ringtones? And do you know what I used to do in high school? You you could edit them and make your own. Mm. I used to because I knew music and notes and whatever. I used to make songs. So I made Freak from Silverchair. Could you do that? And I just made it from scratch. Yeah, they had a function in there. I don't remember that. I, used I to- had kids coming to me, friends. Can you put that on my phone? Can you program that into my phone? Oh, you yeah. became a, a ring dealer. Absolutely. It was currency in the playground. Wow. I used to record things from movies, like my favourite lines, and use them as my ringtone or at least my message, message tone. Message tone. So good. Yeah. Oh, so you could do an audio. Co- yeah, an audio recording of like your, a movie that you, know, you liked and a favourite line. I think I used a Billy Madison one. But oh, people used B- to do that for their N-T- voicemail. In perfect cursive, any more brain busters? That was my ring, t- um, my message tone for like at least six months. 
Wow. Yeah. But it was so funny. Everyone loved it. Everyone loved it in high school. It was like, oh, that's so cool. I can't believe you've got that. Isn't it? It's weird though because in that that 2002 to probably 2006 space where like those polyphonic tones came out, I don't know why they were called, what that means, but it was like, wasn't the real song, but it was like that weird noise in tones of like a, a song or whatever. You'd pay like, Five ninety five or like ten dollars for these ringtones. You fast forward to now. You, I can, think, have, you can have anything you want, yeah. and your phone's always on silent. Yeah, always on silent. But you know what? I think it's weird when people have anything but a normal like ding or a ring for their ringtone or message tone. Now it's almost reversed. Absolutely. Yeah. Absolutely. What's your ringtone? My ringtone. You know what? I don't even have my phone on loud. But if it was, it would be like a default one that yeah. came with Can the we phone. find out? I'm going to call you. Yeah, do it. Put your phone on loud. I reckon this is going to be my default. And it's weird for me if someone has something different. Here we go. Mark Reynolds. Is that what you've actually got him in, in your phone as? Yeah. Okay. Very professional. Yeah. Very oh. basic. Yeah, very basic. Very basic. Just I've actually got the ring ringtone. Like, do you? Yeah, ring me. You know, You know what I think it is? Technology is so full on these days and there's so much stuff out there that like the ringtone, no one really cares anymore. There's so many other things that like interest us. Yeah. Like a ringtone. Boring. I'm, yeah, I'm just a normal ring guy. A ringtone is just like, oh, I don't even give a fuck. Like most of the time I just have it on silent. Like what about your alarm? Because we've spoken about how oh. you can't choose something that you actually really like. Yeah. Because you end up hating it. Do you know what? I tried to find something. I, I, can't, even, I can't explain what my ringtone is because I look like a fucking idiot. But I try and find something that's annoying enough to wake me up but not too annoying to make, wake me up fucking furious every day. What about everything that you've got on, the app, on Apple on an iPhone, apart from if you put songs, which is what I do. Talk about that in a second but they are so loud, mm-hmm. offensively loud, and so annoying. Well, the thing is, it doesn't matter what you pick. You eventually end up getting so fucking sick bah, of it. Bah, 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 yeah. Imagine waking up next to someone who's got that as their alarm tone. You'd punch them. Shut the fuck up. Yep. Shush. <laughs> be, you shush. Be very quiet. You know, Actually, you know, even past this, do you remember, Oh, I'm going to say a decade ago, when voicemails really started taking off. They never did. That's the saying that I've just made up. <laughs> <laughs> but like people were trying to get creative with their, their voicemails, right? So you'd either have a pre-recorded sound yeah, and I then a good one. someone would say something cool. Do you know what I had for a while? And it was ripped off from someone else. But someone would call me and it would go ring 12 times or whatever, go to voice message and my first thing would be like, hey. Yeah, not original. Yeah, not original at all. Very and they'd be like, oh, hey, how you going? Yeah, not too bad. And then you'd, you'd leave that break and they'd think they were, they were talking to you and then all of a sudden be like, oh, I'm just joking, leave a message. Yeah. Fucking loser material. I had is. the same thing. Mm. And it was funny to start off with because people would get done by it and then what they were actually ringing to say and they were going to leave a voice message about, they end up just going, oh, you fucking idiot. Yeah. And, and you're like, oh, geez, that's abuse. Yeah, and then you don't actually get the message at all. <laughs> dumb. Very dumb. What's your favourite, uh, while we're just on the 2000 era, Favorite game outside of Snake? Can you remember any of them? Oh, do you know how yeah, much time I've got one. I snake, spent on Snake? Snake Two. Yes, <laughs> it was the best. Yeah, I reckon I spent like three hours on Snake a couple of times. I filled the screen a couple of times. That's not, not very good. Way. Yeah, not yeah. all the way. Yeah, yes, yes. I believe that because I got pretty close. Not that close, but close. 
It's so, like, and the thing is, you remember how upset you'd be. Like you'd be forty five minutes in, be like, "This is the last time. I'm not doing another one after this." I swear. And then you'd fuck up because, like, you just did a little twitch or something. Like, no, no, I can do better. I can do better. And you'd Someone start again. Interrupt you, and you're like, "You wanker, leave yeah. me alone. I'm <laughs> playing Snake." What happened if someone called you when you were playing Snake? Did it pause the game? Well, no one ever rang me. <laughs> oh, no, that was back in the answer. days where it was like credit. Phone calls were so expensive. Yeah. Speaking of credit. Did you ever used to message people and because you're about to double your um, the cost for the message, instead of 25, it'd be 50, you deliberately had to shorten it? A hundred million mm. times. And yet you had to go through, like, instead of like, hey, if you were like one over, you just backspace it and write hi, like H-I. Just, yeah, yeah. Oh, my God. Times have fucking changed. They have changed. <laughs> uh, what about this? Let's move on. What about things that have changed but really haven't a lot, which would be handshakes? You know, the funniest thing I find about a handshake is you judge a person on how well they squeeze your hand. Do you reckon? Yep. 100%. If they're not squeezing hard enough. Or, so you know, right, if you shake someone's hand and they only catch your fingers up to where your main knuckle is. Oh, how embarrassing. Oh, my God, this guy's a (laughs) wanker. Yeah. Is that your fault for misjudging it or is it their fault? Who knows? They might be judging you going, I can't believe he didn't insert his hand more into my hand. (laughs) All right. But then you're going, this loser just grabbed my fingers. What a, what a loser. You know what I've been dealing with a bit lately? When I'm shaking someone's hand that's a lot older than me. Now, if you're shaking someone that's a lot older, normally you'd think, okay, this is going to be a traditional handshake and that's how I like to do it. But I ran into this guy, he was like 50 and he wanted to do the slide and then oh. like one of these ones. Oh. And, I'm like, Mate, and I'm going in for the normal one, I'm like, hang on. If this was ever going to be a problem, shouldn't the roles be reversed? Yeah, shouldn't you I'm the one that should be doing that weird shit that you've just tried to do. He was trying to be cool. Doing it. Yeah. It's like are you trying to, you know, fit in with like the the it, younger crowd. Do you know right. what? Right. Okay. Here's the other thing. Okay. Do you know how important the handshake is in society? If you get a handshake wrong, some people go, "Nah. Mm. We didn't get each other then. Let's go again." Yeah. Because I can't start talking to you unless I really squeeze your hand in the right way. Okay, here's, here's my thing. One, in regards to that, I think that's so perfect because I think you can't have a shit handshake, just own up to it and go, let's do that again because you're going to be distracted for the next 15 seconds <laughs> not thinking about what you're actually saying. Oh, that handshake, that handshake, that handshake, that's what you're thinking. All right, second thing is I don't love it when someone tries to be fucking... Alpha. I'm going to say alpha macho. Macho? Macho. And comes in and just fucking tries to break your fucking phalanges with one squeeze. Fuck off, mate. I'm just trying to be polite here. And they're trying to do the eye contact stuff. Yeah. And that that real fierce shake. Like, I'm a real... Like, don't... Nah. Too much. Too much. Chill out. But then then you've got those, like you were just saying, those people that come in and they try to do... And for everyone that can't see this right now, it's the... The forearms up in the air, more vertical for the cup shake, which usually sounds like like that little cup. Yeah. yeah. And then the noise you make is also currency. Mm. It's like, oh, we got each other good then. You get a good clap. You get a good clap noise and it's like, oh, fuck. You know, me and you, we need to do that more often for Weird. no reason other than it made a good noise. I've got we a, are best friends. I've got a little tactic for when things go wrong and it works. What's that? So if you go in for the handshake and they go in for like another version and you stuff it up, you do that thing where you do like a weird like little joking one like and you just oh, do heaps yeah. of like like Fake oh, moves. Like you acknowledge that we're fucked up, yeah. but you just try like mm. to ruin lot to make sure that it's like not awkward. Yeah. And you yeah. just do like a little bit of a that works for me. Do you know 
this was a real problem uh, last Tuesday night. So first game back to indoor in a while because I'd had all my fucking problems, Achilles back and whatever. And it wasn't my fault. I was going in for the traditional handshake after the game. It was, I think we drew eight all. Great game. Well done, mate. Well done, mate. But the thing is, you're going through seven or eight guys. That sounds very sexual. Um, Ooh. That's, a, that's like, a Tuesday So the first two, the first two are normal handshakes. Like, and they're quick. They're quick handshakes because you're walking past saying, like, great game. Good sportsmanship move. But the thing is, you've got to be so switched on in that, that time frame because guy three, guy seven, guy nine, they go from normal handshake to, like, the cup or there might just be a fist bump. So you've got to be so switched on from handshake, cup, punch, handcake. Like, it's, it's handcake. quick. Handcake. Yes. That sounds yum. Yeah. But it's So you've been exerting yourself for 40 minutes and then you've got to mentally switch on on for 15 seconds to be like, it's almost like one of those reaction games where you've just got to be like, real quick, figure out what you're doing. Well, since COVID, um, when I've been playing football, a lot of people have gone for the the fist pump. Yeah. Which pretty much says, okay, COVID, like if we shake hands, then we're at more risk of getting COVID, Mm. spreading it around. And even though we're about to run around for two hours touching a bowl and tackling one another and sweating on one yeah. another, we're it's still so redundant. Like a, little, a fist pump, and that makes everything better. Yeah, it's so redundant. Isn't I it prefer funny? a fist pump, though. Like, if you really want to just acknowledge that, yeah, we're both here, you can't get it wrong. Mm. Fist, and it doesn't yeah. matter if you mistime it or misjudge it. It's yeah. just, t- boom, see ya, boom, go Actually, away. you know, if you fuck up a, a fist pump, both of you have got a fucking problem. Don't think they call it fist pump, Dan. What is it, bump? Yeah. I've been oh, saying pump. pump. <laughs> I've been saying fist pump. It's no fist way. bump. It's a bump. Yeah. It could be the. It could be. A both, fist pump is when you like someone scores a goal and you Whoa. throw your air in the air. Yeah. Yeah. Yeehaw. <laughs> fist bump. Okay. Yeah. Yeah, Makes more I, sense now, doesn't it? I feel like that applies a lot to when you're playing on the wing in footy, because when you're on the wing, like you know, it's sort of it's a bit different to the other positions for me because it's like you run that way, I run that way. Like it's more chilled out on the wing. Like Rover, Senar, forward, it's a little bit more sort of contested. Wingmen are just so chill. Just like fist bump and then you just move on. Mm. So it always happens. It's like that saying, you never want to shake down the wrong man, you know? <laughs> <laughs> All right, moving on. That was a shocker. Oh, come on. No, nah, everyone's taking that on board. It's you know what else be- is a shocker? Yeah. And I, d- I did it the other day. That's why I'm bringing this up. Now, there's a lady at work. She's my bestie at work. And... We have cups of tea together. I don't drink a lot of hot drinks. Have a coffee every now and then, tea every now and then, whatever. When I make a cup of tea, by the time it's ready to be consumed, I don't make it so hot that it burns your fucking lips. How do you do that though? If, are you getting this from a kettle? Yeah. Kettle has boiling fucking hot or I haven't even started it. doesn't. Yet. You stop the kettle before it's finished. That's, that's a pretty good skill though. Yeah. Well, do, you, do you have you learnt the whistle of the, the kettle? Whistle? Mate, Wait, this kettle, is a, kettles have not whistled since 1960. Mine does. <laughs> no, it doesn't. That's what does it do? <laughs> Dan, I'm done. <laughs> no, it does this. Sorry, that's, that's actually late 90s. It's a bubble whistle, I call it. Uh, it's not a whistle. Hey. They yeah. used to whistle, mate. Well, you know, the common saying, don't over bubble a kettle. So, yeah. You need to stop trying to make sayings up. <laughs> you did one good up. saying, jump the boat or whatever it was, <laughs> and now you've just gone for it. Wait, I, oh, said, I said stop. the challenge this episode no. is to go overboard. No, in terms of the temperature, you, you boil it all the way, and then uh, going by temperature, you just put up whatever amount of milk or whatever you drink you make. That's it's a actually great, what I do as It's well. a great point, but it's an overuse of electricity and a waste of time. I think 
what you're saying is you cut it off early to the temperature. It, no, some, sometimes I do that. Sometimes I use more milk in mine to mm. cool it down because I know if I do that much thing and that much thing, then mine will be at a drinking temperature. But she likes it to burn her fucking taste buds. <laughs> so I do it the way she likes it. That's fine. Okay, okay. She made me a cup of tea the other day and she hasn't quite clued onto this. Mm. Now, she's a lovely lady, so I'm not saying anything bad about her. However, I went to drink it and I went, oh, fuck, I cannot drink this. It is so hot that my teeth are falling out. So I sat there with the cup in front of my face. That's a saying. I was going to say, that's <laughs> fucking so hot my teeth are falling out. I've heard that a few times. So I grabbed I the that. cup up towards my face and I went, <laughs> blew on it and then tried it again. It's still fucking hot. Yeah. Blowing on it doesn't do anything. Yep. If you blow on hot drinks, you're a fuckwit. You're an idiot. It doesn't do anything. You've got it's like going to a swimming pool and go, that's too cold. I'll hold a lighter to the side of the swimming pool for a oh second and then I can jump in and it's gonna be warm enough. It doesn't change it. It doesn't matter. Exactly. Well it's a does when people blow on food, like hot food, you get served a plate of pasta mm. and, and you know, they, they get some with their fork and they just blow over it. Does that trigger you? Does that make you like a little bit angry? Look, I, the only this time is, I know it's a petty thing, but this really fucking gets to me, man. The only thing that it's I think is acceptable is those on anything, man. Is the party pies? They're fucking lava once they're ready. The inside is insanely hot. You you have to literally give the thing not a physical blowjob as in suck it off, but you blow on it for five six seconds. <laughs> what is it doing? It it doesn't really cool it down at all. The only thing that it goes works from fifty two point two degrees to fifty two point one. Yeah, and the only thing that works is fucking smothering it in tomato sauce. That's the only way it cools down. Yes. Yeah. So I'm I'm That's with the you. Only on this. way they should be consumed. And is the tomato sauce kept in the fridge or out? It can't. No. What the fuck is that noise? <laughs> cats having think, a fucking I think, stroke. I think it might be one of your cats. Yeah. Um. They're passionate about this topic. <laughs> I don't think they like tomato sauce in the fridge. I'm pretty sure um, tomato sauce, 90% of people would keep it in the pantry. There's no reason to keep it in the fridge. I, I think that cold tomato sauce on something hot like a chip's quite good. Nah, why? Hang on. I just enjoy the... Just what's, work what's ha- out what What's you happening said. here? Are you trying to be controversial? No. I reckon you are. Yuck. I'm Mark, not, I'm not yuck. Hu- I'm not huge on it, but like I'd almost probably prefer to have... Cold sauce on a hot chip. No, that's two squirts over the chip, mate. We don't do with that. No, I never do two squirts <laughs> over the chip. I'm telling you, it's pantry all the way. It's you got to have room temperature sauce with a warm product. Why fuck the warm product up with cold? It's a contrast of temperature. Warm, no hot. Well, it could be warm chips. It could be hot pies. Hot, cold. Do you know? I don't actually, mind Mark. It. Yeah. Think about people who have sensitive teeth in this scenario. Mm-hmm. Now, all of a sudden, my sensitive teeth are going, ooh, cold, ooh, hot, ah, ooh, ee, ah. Perfect. Terrible. Ooh, That's ah, a great example. Yep. We were creating a song. Mm. I'm either or, but I'd go 70% cold, 30% room, but really? I, I don't really mind. Do you have a bottle in the fridge and in the pantry, just in case? Uh, it randomly just gets put wherever, but I'm using whatever. Oh, my whatever. God. What yeah. sort of house do you live in? What? Hang on. The last person that's used it decides where it goes. There's not a household rule here. Yeah. Yeah. I don't. I don't mind that, but I hate it. I hate it. So yeah. much. Did you just say you don't mind it, but you hate it? Like I, I love the fact that no one's like getting in a punch up over it, hmm. but it's just a household acceptance thing. Yeah, like that's cool. It's different, but I don't like it. I don't like it. Yeah, I don't like it. Hey, going back, I think um, another invention probably been done. 
kettle needs a a meter thing where you can decide how hot you want it. Mine has that. Oh, okay, it's a button. It says this one will do it to 70 degrees, 80 degrees, 90. Oh, perfect. Oh, okay. 100. Yeah, so, so I just need to go out and get a new kettle is what you're telling me. Yeah, get with the program. Okay. All right. Cool. Um, we are going to move on to so – actually, keeping with source, actually, exclude COVID out of this, right? I don't know what your opinions are, but if you have a party, say you're having a footy party or birthday party, and someone's got a Dorito or a chip and they're dipping – have a crunch out of it and then re-dip with the crunch side down into the dip. Acceptable or unacceptable? I don't really care. You don't care? Nah. I hate it. Nah, don't do it. Is there alcohol involved? Well, mate, you, I don't want you to piss into the cup and drink it. So You know what I'm saying. Could you imagine like 3am Hindley Street and there's double dipping and weird shit going on? I don't like it. Nah. It depends if like... On the situation and courtesy, like, courtesy. I think. Do you know the person really well? Like, what's the? All right, I'll, I'll give you two examples. All right, all right. Us three are sitting around. Yeah. We've got a hot chips and warm room temperature tomato sauce. Uh, I've yeah. squirted, Only way to have it. Yeah, I've squirted a whole heap in the middle, and these chips are fairly long, so you're going to need two bites to finish them. But you want sauce on both bites. Yeah. Are you going to? You dip the, the chip, put it in your mouth. You bite. I would then just. It's not that hard. You're still holding the same chip. Instead of facing down the bitten part, I'd put down the back end just to be polite. I wouldn't care, and I wouldn't care if you guys did it. And you know why? Because this fucking whole time we're here, we pass around a fucking vape and hold it round to our mouths. Well, not Rick, but me and you do it, mm. and we're touching the same thing literally the whole time we're here. Yeah. So, of if, course, if I don't have, give a shit. If you're at a something with someone and you get a really yummy drink you're like oh how good's this you should try this at parker our purpose is simple we want to make the world a better place by working more efficiently by using more sustainable practices by developing better technologies we keep moving forward with each new idea innovation and partnership we're one step closer to fulfilling our purpose every single day to find out more Visit parker.com slash purpose. Parker, engineering your success. I've just had a drink out of it. Here, try that. Uh, and then I, I drink the rest of it. Who, I, who cares? I, I think I care. I think if people are salivating. They're a little bit more like slobbery. It's no good. Like they put it into their mouth though. Like a chip goes in, hits the teeth, the, the teeth chomp it off, then the lip drags saliva over the front. Sorry, sorry. How salivary are your lips? Oh, well, mate, they're more slippery. Not very. Oh, they're no. more. Mate, no. I'm telling no. you. Oh. They're not. Oh. Your lips are not salivary. Mate. Go on, touch them. More slippery How than the southern seal. I just get? None. Oh. Yeah. <laughs> My mouth is very dry right Fucking now. Fucking hell. More slippery than a southern seal. Yeah. That is going straight into the record. Oh, yeah, that's a great one. Not the southern seal. Yeah. Jesus. All right. Okay, so we agree to disagree on that one? Sure. Yeah, okay. Cool. Good chat. Sure, sure. Uh, all right, you've got this next topic. All right, we're going to talk about... Something reminded me the other day about tattoos. Now, mm. I've, I've got nothing against tattoos. I've got lots of friends that have got lots of tattoos. Now, ask you a question, boys. Have either of you guys got tattoos? Never. Clean skin? Clean skin. Clean skin, me too. One day in... Oh, I'm just trying to think how old I would have been. Let's say 22, 23. Had a big night, probably after a couple of big nights in a row... And me and a mate of mine, we were talking about... We used to say that our little group of mates, we were the boys. Ah. B, 
triple O, triple Y, triple S, triple A. The boys are so good. And we were very, very good friends. Um, I'm going to stop you there. That is not, not very good at all. And I'm very glad I was not part of that conversation. Oh, well, you weren't welcome at the time. And so. guess what? I think your common sense came through because I haven't seen that tattoo on you. All right, stop. One morning we woke up, probably still drunk, and we went, this is the day we're going to do it. We're going to get a tattoo saying, the boys are. <laughs> we went into a tattoo shop at uh, uh, Holden Hill, I think it was. Yep. Walked in there, said to the bloke, we want to get a matching tattoo saying, the boys are. B, triple O, triple Y, triple S, triple A. And the guy, do you know what he said to us? He said, I'm not doing that and I'm closing the shop immediately. <laughs> he said, yeah, look, I can put anything on you that you want, but you are going to look like a bunch of fuckwits. <laughs> and he was being really rude and negative about it. I he's love like, it. He's like, mate, honestly, choose whatever font you want. You're going to look like a bunch of fuckwits. Mm-hmm. We'll Answer like, this question. Are you happy that he said that to you? And you oh, never yeah, got- probably. <laughs> <laughs> but at the time... I was like, you've just lost yourself a sale. Oh, he could have charged oh, no. us anything. We were in there in the mind frame that all you know, all you need sometimes is a little pat on the back. Mm. Great idea, guys. Come this way. Yeah. You could have gotten 300 each. Anything. Well, he yeah. could have told us it was 500 each. Done. So he turned down probably two grand that day You could for, have got, for your welfare, for your you mental gotten, welfare. I'm a fuckwit on your forehead. You would have probably agreed to it in that. State of mind. No, we went in with an idea to get one tattoo. The boys are. <laughs> You're a fucking loser. And we, <laughs> <laughs> and we got treated poorly. So we said to him, you big fucking bikey motherfucker, you go and sell your drugs out the back to someone else. See ya. <laughs> yeah. What percentage of men in the US, and I assume it's very similar numbers to here in Australia, what percentage of men have tattoos? In oh, the US, heaps. Yeah. I'd say 45? thirty. No, I'm going to say thirty-five. Fifty. Fifteen percent. Oh, really? Wow, yeah. that's low. Thirteen percent of women have tattoos. Forty-two percent of people think that tattoos don't make people any more or any less attractive. Twenty-four percent think that they make that they make, and twenty-two percent think that they don't. Thirty-six percent of military veterans and those that currently serve the army in the United States have tattoos. So one in three that are serving in the army. So that's where the numbers go up. Do you know what? It's funny, though, that you say that because there's there's a couple of different ways people want to approach a tattoo. One is for, let's say, like winning a flag, um, being in the army. I want my squad squadron that I was in tattooed on me. I want, you know, a, a memory tattooed on me. A close family member yeah, died. Yeah, something like that, yeah. um, like a date. And then you get just the people that just want art on them. They want, you know, I just want my whole back to be an eagle or I just want it to be, you know, a southern seal from whatever my life. <laughs> <laughs> the okay. old southern seal. Yeah, the old southern seal. What about southern the seal. people that want um, boyfriends, girlfriends tattooed on them? Yes. Oh, so I've risky. Heard, I've heard of a lot of tattoo artists that refuse to do that for people because they go, nah, nah, because you're going to get this. That's more of a commitment than marriage. Yeah. It really is. There's well, a percentage chance that, mm. you know, somewhere down the track you're going to go, oh, this person's well, an actual dickhead what percentage and I need to get it lasered off. Of marriages survive now, it's th- under 35%, I think, it's 33% or something as of two, 218. Yeah. So 218 is not a year. I think you made that up. Uh, no, you're I'll, tr- I'll Google it. for 2018, yeah? Yeah. Um, so th- yeah, that's a that's a fairly big risk. You got a seventy percent. I know a girl who had lots, few tattoos, no, number of them, lots. Yeah, and one of them was 
you know, love heart and the name of her husband that they're now divorced. Yeah. It happens all the time. Yeah. Is she, has she still got it or? I don't know. I don't know her anymore. Yeah. It's my ex-wife. No, yeah. I'm just joking. Need to get that laser <laughs> off. You can, I mean, you can get them covered over, laser removal now. Well. Well, I don't know how good that the is. The first person to come up with the invention of tattoo removal that's painless is going to make a lot of fucking money. Can you imagine? Could you imagine if there was like some sort of magic eraser that you could just go, oh, I'm not good with that one anymore, just rub it off. So good. Yeah, that's what you need. Have we thought about what life will be like when you're looking at like an 80-year-old man like, and he's just got this sleeve? Or you're like, starting to see it more now. I see these yeah. old people walking around, this old dude who's like grey as grey and wrinkly at the shops the other day. Covered in tattoos. Covered. Yeah. It's like, whoa, dude. Yeah, I, I think I lied. Okay, so I've just looked up the uh, stats. So it says one in three marriages end in divorce. So I had it the other way around. 65% survive, not 35%. Yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah. What about the people that try and talk about their tattoos like there's, there's meaning behind it? So they'll be like, this python with a skull in its mouth represents, you know, um, you know um, a family member that I knew like 30 years ago that used to love snakes. Like just really fucking stupid reasons mm. as to why. It's, and it's, it's hard because like in their head it might actually be absolute truth. But it just sounds like absolute bullshit to you. And then there are other people that have like, you know, a date and then something else go, oh, you know, that was her favourite thing or last thing she said to me. And you sort of have to go, it's, it looks like a shit tattoo, but obviously it's got a lot of meaning. <laughs> what about um, like people who get their kids' names tattooed on them? It's like, bruh, yeah. are you really concerned that you're going to forget that? Mm. Or their date of birth? Like That's like a, I love my kid so much. I need to prove that, it to everyone. My kid's tattoos on me. Name. Hey, are you obviously we're clean skins now? Are you changing your mind? Are you ever going to get a sleeve or something? Something needs to happen. For me. I have thought about it a lot mm. over a lot of years. I actually had a design that I was talking to some artist on Instagram saying, "Could you draw me a tattoo mm. or like, you know, whatever of this?" And it was yeah. like my favorite singer, beautiful shot of um, him on stage with like a wicked sunset in the background. I would have got that. Yeah. But I never got the thing drawn. And I didn't want to just go in and say, hey, uh, can I get some... It's a lot of money, though. Like a full sleeve, coloured sleeve, is, is thousands of dollars. Like All it's right. a lot of money. I've told you guys about the percentage of people that have tattoos. Mm. A more interesting stat would be the percentage of people that have one tattoo. Because after you get that one tattoo, opens it's almost like it opens up the floodgates and you want more. Yeah. Because no one goes, oh, yeah, I'm getting that and that's it. You really want to... Get more into it. The ink slides down the slope with that sort of thing. Oh, 100%. The ink will always slide on any slippery slope. Well, it's a slope, you know, and the ink slides. And, yeah. and I've always said that, actually. <laughs> Don't you, count your tattoos you know, before they hatch. <laughs> <laughs> you know, I've actually, uh, like you, I've recently thought about, like, in the last 10 years when it, the whole phase was at its peak, I my thing was... I've never liked any particular thing for longer than a few years before I've gotten over it. So I thought if I got a tattoo of something cool on my arm, like even some bands I used to love now, I dislike. Watch out, Alison. Yeah. Years, yeah. Years yeah, watch out, Alison. Not getting her fucking name on me. But the thing is, there's a couple of things that I really like. And you know when you said you wanted a design, there was something um, I'd looked up and I thought, oh, that would be pretty cool. Because I love space, I watch so many space documentaries. I thought, how cool would it be if I could get like the galaxy on one arm and then something else from a different galaxy on this, like actual things. Um, and I looked into space tattoos and they're fucking insane. They look really good. But then 
I thought to, when they're done, first yeah, done. Yeah, yeah, exactly. What and then they, they, look they fade like in five years time. And that's the thing. Um, you know, can I be fucking it touched up in ten years? Can I be bothered with that? Do I want to spend fifteen grand on getting both arms and maybe a bit of my torso done? No, not really. When you when you see like a tattoo and you go, wow, that that almost looks like a like a picture. It's that good. Mm. Are they like they're tracing, right? Or are they like a hundred percent drawing it, or it just depends on the tattoo? Everything's traced. Yeah. Every so the drawing's done. Yeah, it's then put onto the skin. Yeah, traced, okay. and yeah. so they're outlining the trace. Very clever. Well, you'd, you'd hope that it was done that way because you've seen yeah. some fucking absolute rip snorters <laughs> that are disgusting. You know, I, I completely agree with you. So from an art perspective, I think I actually think tattoos are great. Mm. I think they look fantastic yeah. if they're done well. Mm. There's some amazing tattoo artists. Tom's friends with Jimmy May who was on um, Bondi Inc. and all that sort of stuff and some of the stuff he does is amazing. Yeah. Crazy good. Yeah. However... How about dumbing it completely down? And I don't know if you guys remember this, but from the grand final, AFL grand final last year, one of the players in the winning grand final got a tattoo on his leg, which is just a QR code. And if you scan that QR code, it takes you to a YouTube clip of like the winning moments of the grand final. That's amazing. That's clever. Yeah. Because someone sees it on on them and they're like, what is going on here? Mm. I wonder. And they yeah. want to look at it and then... It's a great he, talking point. He might never play a game of AFL again, but they'll see that and they'll go, like, oh, yeah, that's cool. Oh, that's you. Yeah. Fuck. Icebreaker, great talking point. I think it's fantastic, but... That's awesome. The technology of a QR code, is that... Like, I mean, we've had barcodes for fucking decades now. Is it going to survive? Is a QR code going to survive until he's 70 to well, still be a thing? You know what? QR codes have been around for a long time. They've only just recently been widely adopted. Yeah. Because of, you know, checking QR codes, this mm. and that, and all that sort of shit. Good point. Mm. Where does it go? Or the thing is, like, you know how tattoos get a little bit saggy and whatever? It's it's pretty much a barcode. Is it still going to scan in 30 years? Or is it so saggy that it's go- it's gone? Mm. You know what I mean? Will he have to stretch it out to be like, oh, hang on a second. I'm just going to look and stretches it out. <laughs> now. Now. Go now. Yeah. Oh, good thing. All right, moving on. Let's talk about this. Now, this is a new topic. We only just discussed about five minutes before this podcast because you did something, Mark, that everyone does. You sneezed and you sneezed exactly twice. Always twice. Why do people always sneeze two times and then no more, no less? Or you have that random fucking freak that's... That's when you just had like some sort of weird allergy. I don't think so. I think that person is, is... there's a, uh, I don't know what the word is. Yeah. <laughs> I was going to say a lot of well, words. You're about to come up with another saying. Oh. Uh, no, one brings two mm. and two doesn't bring three. No. It's always two. Yeah, you don't want to sneeze over the hill. That's the Correct. thing. Correct. You'd never want to sneeze over that hill. <laughs> <laughs> always said that. No, there's a guy at my work who sits in a cubicle behind me and he sneezes four times. Oh, what? Like always every time? four. So up to- you hear the first one and it started, so I know this now because I used to... St- Bless you know you bless people when they sneeze. Don't know why, just what you do. Bless you. I've never said that. I don't. <sighs> I'm pretty sure you have once to me. Yeah. If I sneeze and someone doesn't say it, I like look <laughs> That's around rude. and just make sure that yeah. Okay. You go up to him again and go achoo. I hate you. Yeah. Achoo. First time. Achoo. Yeah. Bless you, mate. Thank you. Achoo. Bless yeah, you. you don't do it the second time. Oh, is he a slow sneezer? No, it's like four. Well, do it real I'm time. Trying. Okay, he's just three, two, one. Achoo. 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 That's perfectly timed by uh, him. Achoo. He's a great sneezer. Four. 
cut him off at three. No, nah, well, if he's going to do a fourth, at least he's got a, a good rhythm and a good timing pattern. You don't want to be a you. You know what they say. <laughs> it's greedy. Achoo. You know what it is? It's greedy. Once you've sneezed once, twice, you've been blessed a few times. If you keep going, that's just greedy. Oi, is How that... many blessings do you need in a day? Oi, why does sneezing feel so fucking good? Like, if you get a real good one, it, you know you can emphasize a sneeze. Like, you know it's coming, and you did the real... <gasps> Yeah, and you throw it, it out. Depends what scenario it's in, because sometimes you really feel like I don't want to sneeze in this scenario. When you hold it in, that yeah. So yeah. that's normally what I have to do. Oh, that's if uncomfortable. You're in, if you're in groups of people and you're like, and it's never satisfying. You're like, oh, I just wish I could go and sneeze. Yeah, everywhere. you don't lift up the t-shirt. Oh, that's a good one. Yeah, yeah. You lift yeah. up the t-shirt over your nose, sneeze into your chest, yeah. and then you get that mist on your chest, and it's sort of never like, ooh. What do you mean? I did that today, actually. Yeah. Misty chest is just the best. Yeah, and, I, and you know what? Nothing was said by the two people around me, but there was an appreciation, almost like a – it was an internal eye nod. I could tell they, they were like, oh, not, not a bad idea there. Like, I, I, I'd had no time to escape, nowhere to go. Shirt comes up, done. Do you know being a parent, having kids, kids don't get that when they sneeze, shit comes out of their face? <laughs> <laughs> Oh, I've never been sneezed on so much in my life And just like And they're unprepared for it I reckon there's been times when, <laughs> And they're such rapid sneezes You've got no time to evade them mm. And I reckon I've been holding the boys before And they just sneeze And you're like playing with them and talking and stuff And it's like Alright, that's in my mouth Yeah, yeah Far out There's no warning Yeah Hey, it makes it You know what, another thing about today's sneeze into my shirt It was It's a bit different to yesteryear because if it sneaks up on you, like it happens with your kids, and you're like, or you're trying to hold it back a little bit, you've got to quickly try and work out, is the mask going up or down? So you've got to move the mask down, and then with the other hand, the shirt's got to come up. There's a two-action thing with it now. Why don't you sneeze into the mask, get a new mask? That's fucked, because then you've got like misty, wet saliva. Nah, that's fucked up. You can't have that. You have the fucking saliva over the top of your lip, and nah. Hey, animals sneeze. Yeah, they what do. What are they allergic to? I don't know, my cat sneeze, but it's it's funny with cats. Like with us, we sort of can control it or, you know, people do the whole and they do a bit of a bow. Cats do a twisty head thing. They go, and their whole neck almost snaps. Like it's weird. <laughs> That's dangerous. Yeah, I know. That's workplace health it, and safety. It looks like a neck problem. But yeah, And dogs do it too. They, they Dogs have this thing where their tongue comes out a bit and, and their teeth show. It's pretty cute, actually. <laughs> uh, anyway. Very good. Moving on. Uh, okay, last thing. Um, let's keep this quick, but I've been, especially when I was sick with me, me rashes, uh, me sore back, I was on Netflix a lot. I'd seen a lot of the stuff on Netflix. I'm a big movie buff like you are. Yeah. Now, I, the thing is I don't want to down rate a movie so it doesn't pop up. So give it a thumbs down, right? If I've seen it, I can give it a thumbs up, but it would, what it does, it starts recommending other stuff. But yeah. usually if I like a movie, it starts recommending all these other movies I've seen. Mm. I feel like Netflix needs a I've seen it button. So stop putting it up on my front page. <clears throat> I'll search for it if I need it. Um, um, so with the thumbnail, and the thumbnail is the little screen that you see yeah. um, in the search area, uh, just have like a, a little green outline mm-hmm. for movies that you haven't seen, and the red indicates that you've seen it. Very straightforward. So... Or when you're scrolling, you can identify easily what you have and you haven't seen. It definitely needs to happen because quite often, like, you're searching and, yep, seen that. And you might 
people might forget. Yeah, yeah. I don't mean you were good with their memories mm. and what we've seen, but someone that isn't easily identify what you've seen and don't waste your it time. It sort of does it because if you if you've not completely finished the stream, so let's say you finished four minutes before the end of the movie or just as the credits hit, usually it says continue watching. So it gives you an idea that you've started watching it. Yeah. But let's say it's five months ago that you watched a really underground film that you liked, then you come across that thumbnail again. Often they change the thumbnails too, so you won't remember. So what you're saying is right. Yeah. I think maybe as soon as you've completed more than 75% of a film, Netflix should put it into a pile of you've already seen it. and 50%. You reckon? Well, uh, you might hate this it. is a really good point. At what stage during a movie do you typically go, okay, enough's enough, mm. I'm not interested? I reckon maybe even one third. Yeah, I think 35 minutes out of it. Yeah. Rick, how movie. long into a movie are you happy to bail out and how long into a movie do you go, okay, I've, I've made it this far, I need to continue? Oh, I can, I'll bail out at any time. Yeah. If I think this is trash mm. and so, I'm not going to enjoy this and that could be five minutes, could 10 minutes. What about 20? 80 minutes, two hours? No, uh, mate. If, it's enga- if you've been engaged long enough to sit there for 80 minutes... Just finish the movie. I think you need to flick a flick over the junkyard earlier than that. Bingo. And yeah. you know what would have been an interesting one for that is the film Gold. Yeah. I reckon that one, that one could have been an 80-minuter. Yeah. Which is probably like 10 minutes before the end. Yeah, and give up. And I almost did too. No, I was well, tired. I liked it, but I know what you guys thought of it. So, All right, yeah. Well, I mean, that's a – Netflix, I know you're listening, so just change that. Yeah, Let's sort it out. it out. All right, we're moving on. All right, Mike's going first, I think. All right, now we're on the topic of films. I have an interesting fact for you. Um, now, in movies, there are a lot of deaths, depending on what you're watching, but there's one actor, guys, that has died the most times oh, in films. Is he an evil character in all no, the films? not necessarily. Now, two deaths come to mind, and I'm hoping you've seen them. Now, the actor is someone you're probably not going to recognise their name, but you'll recognise their face. Is he in Inglorious Bastards? No. Okay. His name is Danny Trejo. And yeah, we know him. Who? De- is, isn't it Tre- Trejo? Isn't that how you're supposed to say his name? I, I could be a mispronunciation. He's you, the Mexican dude. Yeah. yeah. He's on Rick's Guns of Anarchy. And- yeah, you've got it right. Now, one that stood out for me... You've seen Anaconda with J-Lo yeah. and Ice Cube? Yeah. Oh, yeah. Remember in the opening scene how there's a guy on a boat and he's freaking out? Yeah, yeah. And this, he knows the snake's coming and he climbs up the, the pole and then he like shoots himself? Oh. That's one of them. And the other one, he's actually in Breaking Bad where he gets decapitated and his head gets put on a tortoise. Yes. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. And the tortoise. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Crazy. And I think the number was 65. Wow. wow. That's a real dead guy. Yeah, he's died yeah. heaps, and he's still alive to this day. Yeah, one kick over the coffin, that guy. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> <laughs> this needs to stop. That's I'm si- calling that's it. That's 65 times that you've come up with a new song. In one episode. Uh, oh yeah, I think that's the best one, one kick yeah. over the coffin. I, I would believe that. <laughs> okay, um, me or you? You. Okay, I'll go. All right. Um, I'm not going to leave too, too much to guess about this, but do you know what's really cute? Your cats. The only animal in the world... To hold hands while sleeping is the otter, and it's so they don't drift apart from each other. And apparently, it's fucking adorable when it's filmed. 
Is that not the cutest thing ever? Oh, can we find a video of that? I don't know if we can. Just I'm, I need to look for it. You know, it. if you go to the Adelaide Zoo, they've rearranged everything. The first animal that you see entering through the main gates is the otter. Really? Really? Wow. And it's fucking cute. Yeah. They've deliberately done it. It's like you walk into the zoo, family day, let's all have a nice day. What do we want to see first? What's going to put a smile on the kid's face? Little otter fucking comes out. Otter's on the left, meerkat's on the right. Bingo, bango, dude. Is that right? I think so, yeah. Yeah, that's but how like, I would have designed it. Well, you're not going to put a fucking, you know, a boring flamingo Iguana. or some shit yeah. at the front. Do you, do you remember when you were a kid and you went to a... Well, okay, this has got nothing to do with you guys, so I'm just going to say it. When I think we went to Taronga Zoo or something when we were really young, and at the time we got to the point, you know there's lizards that are called dragons? Mm-hmm. Yeah, the dragons of Galapagos. Great, Doco. And... I think um, I think Dad said to me at the time, "Oh, see, dragons are real, and these are just like these are the small dragons, the, ones. But the real ones do exist." And I was just like, <gasps> and I'm just staring at this big fucking ugly lizard, going, oh, "I can't believe dragons are real." And I'm thinking, I think I said to him, "Like, is it going to breathe fire at me or something like that?" Dragons, dragons, and that's how. Like, I know that's such a um, like a nothing memory for everyone else, but for you, it feels so real and so magical and you believe everything about it. Yeah. I, I went to a, friend, a neighbour's house. Um, I didn't really know the girl that lived there very well, same age, and she lived actually two houses down. The mum convinced me that fairies were about to leave us chocolates in the backyard. Just down here? Uh, no, this wasn't two days ago. This is about <laughs> 20 years ago. Even longer. This is when, this is when I was 15. <laughs> <laughs> no, I must have been like six or something. And I was like, I went home going like, fuck, fairies are real. There were chocolates left where she said they were going to be left. This happened, this happened. Little did I know, she was just a lying fucking bitch. <laughs> like, <laughs> oh, shame. That's the magic of I know, childhood. But, but at that time, like, my world was on fire. Was it was euphoric because I was like, holy shit, these things exist and I didn't even know. Like, it was, it was better than Santa for me. And then you went um, home to Donna and you're like... Yeah, mum well, was like... There's fairies, are they going to leave chocolates in our yard? And she's like, I killed all the fairies, they're dead. <laughs> Fucking done. All right, my fact. Someone tried to sell New Zealand on eBay. Oh, what? Yes. So there's been weird things tried to be sold on eBay from grilled cheese sandwich with the face of Virgin Mary, Justin Timberlake's half-eaten French toast. But one of the strangest things ever to be listed on eBay is the whole country of New Zealand. There's a guy from Brisbane who listed New Zealand on eBay. That's insane. Despite the starting bid Dan. was one cent, and after six thousand hits and twenty-two bids, the selling price for New Zealand climbed all the way to three thousand dollars. What? That's, really that's, a, a, that's a very really, cheap price. That's really offensive, isn't it? <laughs> who the fuck even fell for that? Oh, who knows? Eventually, eBay caught wind of the auction and pulled it from its site. Clearly, New Zealand is not, not before for sale. they took a thirteen percent cut. You know what? That's one bit over the betting. That one. Yeah, absolutely. <laughs> All right, fucking we are off. See you later, guys. Oh, my God. I'm going to kill myself. (laughs) I will see you there or I will see you on another time. That was very confusing. I don't know if you're going to come or not. At Parker, our purpose is simple. We want to make the world a better place. By working more efficiently. By using more sustainable practices. By developing better technologies. We keep moving forward. With each new idea, innovation, and partnership. We're one step closer to fulfilling our purpose every single day. To find out more, visit parker.com slash purpose. Parker, engineering your success.